When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. I'm Tony Marinero for The Sick Podcast. Today we're going to take a look at numerous topics. From MVP in the National Football League to the coach's hot seat to Antonio Brown. He always has us talking about him. To Doris Burke and what she had to say regarding Kawhi Leonard not playing the last couple of games and power rankings in the NFL. Why don't we start with MVP talk? Everyone's talking about the MVP in the National Football League. There's a lot of guys that are having great seasons. A lot of guys. A lot of quarterbacks that are having great seasons. Deshaun Watson is having a great season. Lamar Jackson is having a great season. Russell Wilson is having a great season. Jimmy Garoppolo is undefeated. Tom Brady, as Tom Brady always does, is having a great season. Aaron Rodgers is having a great season. There's a bunch of guys that we can talk about. But at the end of the day, there's some that are better than others. There's some that are having a better season than others. I'm going to talk to you about Russell Wilson. I need you to think about this for a second here. Seattle is 7-2. and two. Take a look at all their wins. They're all very close games. Games that could have gone either way. They find a way to win them. You want to know why? Because Russell Wilson makes the right pass at the right time. Because Russell Wilson doesn't lose football games. He wins football games. And that's the difference between the best quarterbacks in the league and the guys who are not the best quarterbacks in the league. The guys that give you a chance to win every week, but the guys that don't lose games for their football team. Keep Russell Wilson in strong consideration. The sexy choice is Lamar Jackson. You saw him beat the New England Patriots, and you saw him do it the way he did it. A mobile quarterback, a guy who who runs the ball, a guy who takes people out of their seats, a guy who gives the Baltimore Ravens a chance to win every single night. It takes a special kind of player to beat the New England Patriots and to beat Bill Belichick. Not an easy thing to beat that team. They are the team that's the most prepared. And to beat that team, you got to be great. What did Brady say? What did he say to Jackson at the end of the game? He pulled him aside to tell him, you played great, bud. You really played great. You want to know why he told him that? Because the truth, he played great. And Christian McCaffrey, I want to talk to you about him. Because where would the Carolina Panthers be without this guy running the ball for them? He runs the ball so well that he's making people forget that Cam Newton's injured right now. I need you to think about this for a second, okay? The Carolina Panthers have been without quarterback Cam Newton for the longest time, right? He's been gone pretty, he he had a, a foot injury in preseason. We haven't been able to see him. 
He's never been at 100%. He's been, he's been out of the lineup. Allen is, is filling in at quarterback. If you would ask the rest of the world outside of Carolina, who's quarterbacking the Carolina Panthers right now, if they don't work for an NFL team or they don't work in the NFL or they don't work in sports media, they won't even know it's Allen. The regular Joe has no idea who the quarterback is of the Carolina Panthers. But one thing they do know is that Christian McCaffrey is running the ball down everyone's throat, and he gives them a chance to win. Look, the sexy pick is Jackson. He's the guy that a lot of people are going to vote for because, I'm not going to lie, he's become one of my favorite players in the National Football League. Him, Patrick Mahomes, these are guys that lift fans out of their seats. He's not as flashy, the next guy I'm going to talk to you about, but I can't imagine where Seattle would be without Russell Wilson. So right now, past the midway point of the season, if you want to know who my MVP is, I'm going to tell you right now, my MVP is Russell Wilson. But I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season if Lamar Jackson is going to be the consensus number one pick on everyone's list because he's so entertaining to watch and because that win versus the New England Patriots could be the turning point in the Baltimore Ravens season. So there you have it. The sick podcast. We're going with Russell Wilson as our MVP. The coach's hot seat now. We go from MVP to who's doing the worst job of coaching in the National Football League. That's where we're going now. And once again, there's so many candidates here. Huh? So many. Dan Quinn in Atlanta. They're one in seven. Six-game losing streak. Adam Gase, the New York Jets, one in seven. They've lost three in a row. Sam Darnold looks like he's taking a step back under Gase. Giants, the Browns, the Bears, they're all coached very badly. The Bears are a disaster. The Bears are a disaster. Nine yards in one half. Can you imagine nine yards in one half? If I coach that team, and I tried not to create offense, I bet you my team would have more than nine yards and a half. How does that happen? I, I never heard of a stat like that before. At least the Chicago Bears can say that for 2019, they're going to go down in the record books because no other team was able to pick up only nine yards and a half of football. It's, a, it's an embarrassing time to be a Bears fan. No, really it is. But you know what, though? He's not the worst coach in the National Football League. He's not the guy who's going to be fired first because they're, they're three and five, right? They've never been known to have much of an offense, right? When we talk about the Chicago Bears and we talk about their offense, what do we talk about, right? We talk about them screwing up at the draft and not drafting the quarterback that they should have drafted, right? There were two other guys that are leading their team and their quarterback, Trubisky, he can't do anything. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. I, I don't even know... If uh, Freddie Kitchens should be the guy, right? They're two and six. I get it. Their GM went out. He made a splash. He tried to help the team. He, you know, he signed uh, uh, OBJ, and uh, they were a sexy choice. Everyone thought they were going to turn it around, but they haven't been able to turn it around. Not with OBJ, not with Baker Mayfield. But for me, the Browns have been so bad for so long. What are the expectations, really? I'm not so sure. Dan Quinn at one and seven. You give me a Do we remember where this team was a couple of years ago? They were up, what, 28-3 to in the Super Bowl? 28-3, to they led Bill and Tom, their New England Patriots. They led them 28-3. to And then 
the Patriots come back and mount one of the most historic comebacks in one of the most entertaining Super Bowls of all time. I really believe that the turning point for Quinn was he lost his team on the day of that Super Bowl. They lost confidence in their coach. I'm sure the players, to a man, at the end of that game, thought that their coach got outcoached, and that's why they lost the Super Bowl. They haven't been able to get over it. They've been shell-shocked. And he lost his mojo. Any confidence that he had as a coach, he lost it that day. He probably goes to bed every night thinking of being up 28-3 to and not being able to win that Super Bowl. He blew it. They blew it. And he could very well be on the hot seat. You know, he's got a pretty good quarterback in Atlanta too, right? Matt Ryan's not too shabby. That's an offense that used to put up three, four touchdowns per game, every game, just up until a couple of years ago. And now they've, they've lost six in a row. He's terrible. Gase is terrible. The Jets are terrible. Anytime you go to Miami to hire a coach who coached there for three years to be your coach, what a dumb move it was from the beginning for a Jets team that has screwed up every single draft they've ever been involved in, right? They, 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 they won once, right? Joe Namath, they're going to talk about it for the next hundred years that Joe Namath won. They suck. Every decision they take is the bad one, right? Just when it looked like it was a good one to pick up Le'Veon Bell, they screwed that one up too. And they probably should have traded him considering that they got a rebuild, right? But they didn't, so they screwed that up too. But you remember when Gates was hired? Remember? Remember when he was hired? You remember the press conference? Guy didn't look normal, man. And if you watch the way he coaches, he doesn't coach normal. And if you watch the way they play, they don't play normal. And they're screwing up another quarterback. How many quarterbacks are they going to draft or acquire or have that look like they're worse with each passing game? Each game, every quarterback they have and have had since Ken O'Brien looks worse every single time. There's a lot of bad coaches in the NFL. A lot. I'm going to give it to Quinn. I'm going to give it to him that he should be the first one fired of this list that we talked about. Because the Jets have been bad for a while. The Giants have been bad since the last time they won their Super Bowl with Eli. And Eli is not even quarterbacking them right now. Right? The Cleveland Browns have been bad for the longest time. The Bears, they're a defense team. They're not an offense team. Dan Quinn has the offense to win a lot of games. The Sick Podcast says that Dan Quinn is the next coach in the NFL to get fired. But attention, I'm going to warn you right now. That game coming up this weekend between the New York Giants and the New York Jets, if Quinn isn't fired by this weekend, there's a chance that one of those coaches coaching one of the New York teams will get fired. Because that game, considering the way their season is going, that battle of New York, that rivalry, that's kind of like their Super Bowl, right? Their fan bases are split in New York, and they're going to be watching that. There's a possibility that whoever loses that game gets fired. In the Jets' case, it won't matter because the next guy they're going to bring in is going to fail as well. They're going to fail at the draft. They're going to fire that coach. Then they'll fire the GM. The next GM will fail in the coach and this and that. And that's what it means being a Jets fan. You know who would want to play for the New York Jets? Maybe. Maybe not. Antonio Brown. He'd probably want to play for the Jets. Actually, you don't know what he's thinking, right? Because one minute he wants to play, the next minute he doesn't want to play. Then he wants to play, then he doesn't want to play. 
So this is what he came out with today. I got to check his Twitter account for this one. He tweets, Antonio Brown does, imagine conforming to a system, giving it 100% to see them treat me like this is unfairly making money off my sweat and blood. F the NFL. I'll never play in that poop. Treat black people the worst. Clear my name and go F yourself. That's what Antonio Brown tweeted. Now, as if it wasn't bad enough that he sent out a tweet to his millions and millions of followers and he tagged the NFL to make sure that he got everyone's attention. Whoever wasn't following him on Twitter because they don't have a Twitter account, but was following him on Instagram, he decided to Instagram it too. So what does he do? I'm going to check his Instagram. F the NFL. I'm going down another path. No more making money off my blood and sweat. No more control of my name and body. Clear my name. I am done with it. So you fantasy Fs can let it go. Now, in case you haven't figured it out, there's something seriously wrong with this guy. All right? You know, I don't know if you've been hiding under a rock for the past couple of months. You spent some time on the moon. But let me just talk to you about what's going on with this guy, okay? This guy wanted out of Pittsburgh. He found his way in Oakland with the Raiders. Then at one point, he wanted out of Oakland as well. First, he didn't show up for training camp on time, right? What did he tell them? He told them, um, I have frostbite. And he put a picture of his feet. So he, he went to one of these, uh, these uh, cryotherapy chambers or something like that, whatever they're called, right? Where you're supposed to be in, uh, in uh, I don't know, ice cold water or whatever. It's so cold that you're supposed to go in with gloves and you're supposed to go in with kind of like, you know, waterproof socks or whatever, right? No, no. Hemi goes in without them, right? God forbid, God forbid, there's signs outside of those chambers telling you, beware, attention, or caution, you need to wear gloves and slippers or socks, or else you're going to burn your hands or burn your feet. No, no, this guy, he doesn't care. He's Antonio Brown. So what does he do? He goes into the chamber, right? And then he loses basically a sheet of skin off of his feet. So then he doesn't show up to training camp. He puts a picture of his feet on social media to show everyone, I'm not showing up because this is what happened to me. As if, as if it was an intelligent thing for him to do, right? Okay. So then he doesn't show up. And then he says that, uh, you know, the, the National Football League, they're supposed to play with new helmets, right? No, no, no. Not him. No, no. He's not playing with his new helmet. He, he's going to play with his old helmet, right? Or he's not playing at all, right? So how many problems does this guy have? Then he's... he's, he's caught in a, a shouting match with the general manager, right, of, of the Raiders. He tells him to go to go F himself, right? Then he's trying to get himself released. Then he puts out a YouTube video, right, and he publishes a conversation that he had with Coach Gruden. So now if you really want it, at that point it became apparent that he wanted to get released, right? And as time went on, you found out that he hired a social media company, and that social media company was in was in charge of putting out the YouTube video. They were taking over his Instagram account. They knew exactly what they were going to do. They knew what they were doing. They wanted him released from the Raiders. So what do the Raiders do? The Raiders release him. 
They release him. And what does he do? He puts out another video at that point of him celebrating his release from the Raiders, right? So it's obvious that you're doing what you're doing on purpose. But now what does he do? He basically goes out and he tells everyone that's what that's exactly what he was trying to do by putting out the video that he was celebrating being released. So then, you know, he makes his way to the New England Patriots, a team that wanted him from the beginning, wanted to acquire him from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh chose not to trade him to New England, traded him to Oakland instead. And so now he gets picked up by the New England Patriots. And at this point, a lot of people are thinking this was a plan all along. All along, he wanted to go from Pittsburgh to New England. But Pittsburgh didn't want to trade him to New England. So this was his way to get there. And then the allegations come out. Somebody comes forward that they had a relationship at one point with Antonio Brown, but he took it a little bit too far. And there's a rape allegation, which he denied. But then he came out and on social media, he tried to embarrass his accuser again. He tried to humiliate his accuser. He said that his accuser was coming after him only for money. And then there was another accusation. And then there were compromising text messages that came out. And then what does this guy do? He takes a picture of his balance in his bank account to show that he's got $24 million in the bank and that his accuser is solely going after him for the money. I mean, this guy is not right. So what do the New England Patriots do, right? They release him. Too much trouble. Too much baggage. Not worth it. Not a good PR move. We're not going to support a guy who's going through this. So let the National Football League launch their investigation and see what's going on. So now, they're launching their investigation. They're going to meet and interview Brown in the next week, right? So before they do, what does he do? He now launches out against them. Oh, by the way, hours after he sent out that tweet, he sent out another tweet like, you know, I really want to play in the National Football League again. You know, I'm really disappointed that I'm not in the league and I'm itching to get back and stuff like that. So he said basically now he would play for pretty much anybody because he realized, right, he's not normal to spit away all that kinds of money, all that kind of and, and treating black people unfairly. What are you talking about? What is he talking about? Listen, I understand that at times black people get treated unfairly. I hate to break it to you. It's not in the NFL that they get treated unfairly. Three quarters of the players in the NFL are black. How can the NFL treat black players unfairly if three quarters of their players and the players are the product are black? Huh? And how about the best players in the NFL? Lamar Jackson. Is he black? Yes. Patrick Mahomes. Is he black? Yes. Russell Wilson. Is he black? Yes. Some of the most exciting players and best players in the NFL are black. They're showcased by the NFL. They're endorsed by the NFL. Who is it? Uh, Mahomes? Is it him? I think he's on the cover of, of uh, Madden 20 or whatever it is, the NFL game. What, what is he talking about? You know what the problem is? There are a lot of problems with Antonio Brown. But you know what? I hope for him 
It all comes back to January 9th, 2016. You remember what I'm talking about? Huh? It sounded something like this. Roethlisberger from the pocket, middle of the field, incomplete. Oh, a flag does come in. Went to the head. Lewis Harris is going to be flagged for this on the hit on Antonio Brown. Definitely took the shot to the head. You could see it live. Oh, my goodness. Brown is still down. That night, playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers at Cincinnati versus the Bengals, Antonio Brown was knocked. It was a headshot. He was knocked out. He was concussed. Everything he's been through since, he's not the same guy. He's not the same person. I don't hope it's CTE, but I kind of hope it's CTE. It would be the only thing that can actually explain what this guy's going through and what he's done. It's the only thing that can save him. It's the only thing. I, I kind of think he has CTE. It can't be anything else. It really can't. But you know what? He made so much money in this league. And to see him knock the NFL, it makes me sick. To see him acting the way he's acting, if it's not CTE, it makes, it makes me sick. If it's CTE, I'm not going to say I'll give him a pass. But I think we'll all be able to understand, right? If his brain is that beat up, we'll be able to understand. But if his brain is not beat up and this is him, he's a disgusting human being. He's a disgusting human being. And as good as he is as a player, I don't care if we never see the guy again. I really don't. I really don't. A lot of talent. Speaking of a lot of talent, remember what we talked about last week on the Sick Podcast? Huh? We talked about what's going on in the NBA right now. Huh? And we opened up the eyes of the entire sports world when we talked about the NBA players that are all injured right now. But not just any NBA player, right? Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Zion Williamson, Oladipo, Nurkic, Paul George, Blake Griffin, the list goes on and on. What did we tell you on the sick podcast? We told you that the NBA, which is the best league in the world as far as uh, spectator sport, as far as entertainment, and we told you all the reasons why, but we told you that the NBA could be in big trouble. Because the NBA, the product, is the players. And with all these star players getting hurt, if all your stars are out, what's going to happen? The games are not going to be as good as they were. This is a game that is star heavy, right? The games last 48 minutes on the clock. The stars play for about 44 minutes. You put the ball in the hands of the star. And the star either beats you by himself or he dishes off to his teammates and they end up beating you. But it all starts and ends with the star. What did we say here on the Sick Podcast? We said the NBA wake up. You got to do something. You got to play these stars less. Maybe you got to look into their offseason training. 
Maybe you got to take a look at, you know, their physical preparation. Maybe you got to take a look at practices. Maybe you got to, you know, have them hold out of practices. Maybe they got to, they got to change the way they prepare. Something has to happen, right? I don't know the answer to it, but I said something has to happen. So what happened this week? What happened? Kawhi Leonard sat out two games. October 30th versus Utah, he sits out. The next night versus San Antonio, he plays. And then versus Milwaukee, he sits out. And then he plays the next night versus Portland, right? So two back-to-backs. The two games that he sat out versus Utah, they lost 110 to 96. Versus Milwaukee and the Greek Freak, they lost 129 to 124. And NBA analyst Doris Burke, she's not happy about it. Listen to what she had to say. Listen, I'm going to preface my remarks by saying, obviously, I work for a company that has a vested interest in their stars hitting the floor when we have them. It is mind boggling to me that Kawhi doesn't want to play against the reigning MVP and he'd rather play against Portland tomorrow night on TNT. And I believe the league has a long term problem when it pinches them. I don't know. Uh, But Kawhi not playing to me is ridiculous at this point. I, I don't understand it. I. He is a great player. He is compelling to watch. If you've watched any of his games, he's been absolutely brilliant in the fourth quarter and won them a ton of games. And the Clippers obviously have a responsibility to Kawhi and to winning and to long term. But but the league also, I believe, is and should be concerned that their best players are not playing on nights when they're on national television. The NBA ratings took a hit last year. People tune in. We know this for a fact, guys. The, the, the league, people tune in because they want to see the stars who are so compelling. There are a few players who are this compelling at this stage in their career. Giannis, obviously. LeBron remains that guy. But Kawhi not playing tonight. Yes, I'm, I'm not there tonight, but I am disappointed for my colleagues, and I'm disappointed for the fans. And when this pinches the NBA, I do not know. But to me, the league has a problem. All right, so... Let me ask you a question. Doris Burke. Who does she work for? She works for ESPN. The two games that were on primetime television that Kawhi missed, which network were they on? They were both on ESPN. They're both on ESPN. So hear me out now, all right? Doris Burke, who says that, you know, the, 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 the Kawhi is so good in fourth quarters, Kawhi should play all the time, uh, the fans are missing out, this is on primetime television. Oh, and by the way, the NBA fines teams and players, they fine them, what, $100,000 if they are arrested for games on primetime television, right? $100,000 if they're arrested. But if the teams say... It's load management, and they're doing it so that the player doesn't get injured because the player previously had an injury. At that time, they don't find them. So Kawhi didn't get fined. I'm going to tell you this. Doris Burke, would you feel the same way if the games were on NBC and not on ESPN? 
Would you feel the same way if the games were on another network that you don't work for? So you're clearly upset. You want to know why? The network you work for was deprived of Kawhi for those two games, and your viewership on those nights wasn't as high as it would be if Kawhi was there. Now, can we all take a look at the big picture, please? Can we all take a deep breath? And I want you to think now and think for a second here, all right? If Kawhi plays all the time and every game and he gets hurt like all those stars get hurt, is this a good thing or a bad thing for the NBA? I'd love for Kawhi to play every game. Don't get me wrong. But if it means that he's going to play every game and end up missing three quarters of the season, is the league going to be better off? Two years ago, he played something like nine games. Nine. So what did he do last year with the Toronto Raptors? Does anyone remember how many games he played last year with the Raptors out of 82 games? Does anyone remember? I got a pretty good memory. I'm going to remind you. He played 60 games. 60. He sat out 22. This is what the plan is this year. How did the plan work for the Toronto Raptors? He played 60 games during the season. He sat out 22. He played every single game in the playoffs. And he led his team to the NBA championship. Do you think Raptors fans at the end of the year were like, uh, oh, great, we won the championship, but damn, Kawhi didn't play 22 games in the season. Do you think they care? They won a championship. As much as Clippers fans the other night would have liked to have seen Kawhi versus the Greek Freak, you think if he can deliver them a championship at the end of the year that they're going to care that he missed a regular season game versus the Greek Freak? What the Clippers are doing is the right thing to do. What Kawhi is doing is the right thing to do, and the template was there and it was set forward or set forth last year by the Toronto Raptors. It worked. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Something that worked last year for one team is going to work this year with another team. So, Doris, chill. Just chill. We don't care if you agree or disagree. Here are our power rankings on the Sick Podcast. The NFL power rankings. What a difference. A week makes, huh? One week ago, we took a look at the power rankings. And the New England Patriots were first. 250-some-odd points. Their record was 8-0. They had conceded 61 points. Everyone was talking about them being the best defense in the history of the National Football League. By the way, I never bought that. Never, ever, ever, I never bought that. So the Patriots come out and they lose to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, and they lose pretty big, by the way, 37-20. I can't come back with the Patriots now following a loss. I can't. Last week, I could have told you they're undefeated. They're no longer undefeated. The only undefeated team in the league right now, the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are 8-0. And you know what? Jimmy G hasn't lost a game. They haven't lost a game. They're the only undefeated team. How do, how do I go against the 49ers? Yeah, the Cardinals gave them a good fight last week. Yeah, in Arizona, it was a good fight. But they won. They beat them. San Francisco 49ers, number one. 
on the Sick Podcast Power Rankings in the NFL. Number two, would it be the New England Patriots? They got exposed by a running quarterback that I got to tell you, the New Orleans Saints haven't been exposed in a long time. They have one loss in the season. It happened at the beginning of the season. They're coming off a bye, so it doesn't hurt their stock. They're 7-1. and one. Number two in the power rankings, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Number three, the Patriots just dropped from one to three. I have them in the third spot. On to four. There's a bunch of teams we can go with. But for me, the team that beat the best team in the NFL a week ago deserves that honor. The Baltimore Ravens, who were not in our top five a week ago, not in our top six, not in our top seven, I have them at number four. And number five, Seattle, the team that finds a way to win the close games with Russell Wilson. 40-34, to 34, they won an OT last week. They're 7-2, and two. I'm going to give them number five. At number six and number seven, two teams on the outside looking in, the Kansas City Chiefs who won a close game without Patrick Mahomes, minus the Minnesota Vikings. They're at number six, and the Green Bay Packers, I'm going to give them number seven. They can get back into this equation. They have a great quarterback. They have a great running back. They got a great offense. But last week, they didn't show up versus the Chargers. It seems according to the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, they were all partying. Didn't take the game seriously. They weren't ready for it. They weren't prepared for it. So they're on the outside looking in. Our NFL Power Rankings on the SIG Podcast. We have a new number one, the San Francisco 49ers. At number two, the New Orleans Saints. At number three, the New England Patriots. At number four, the Baltimore Ravens. And at number five, the Seattle Seahawks. This podcast tonight, talking about the MVP race. We have Russell Wilson on top. We have Lamar Jackson at number two. We have Christian McCaffrey at number three. The sick podcast, talking about the coach's hot seat. I'm going to go with Dan Quinn as the first one to be fired. Head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. They have a record of one and seven. They've lost six in a row. But I wouldn't be surprised if the losing coach of the Jets or the Giants this weekend gets fired just before Quinn, if Quinn isn't fired just before them. Antonio Brown, he lost it. And I hope he lost it January 9, 2016. And I hope it's not, I hope it's CTE. Because if it's not, then he's got bigger problems than probably anyone else in the world. Number four, Doris Burke on the NBA is getting it wrong. And Kawhi made a mistake and the Clippers made a mistake and he should have played. No, I want my NBA stars healthy. I want them to be able to play most of the season. I want them to be there in the playoffs when it counts. And of course, the power rankings, which once again, the San Francisco 49ers, the only undefeated team in the NFL, on top at number one at 8-0. I'm Tony Marinaro for the SICK Podcast. And you want to know why you should be watching? And you want to know why you should be listening? I'll tell you why. Because this podcast is sick. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next week. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.